Hi, thanks for joining us online. We're glad that you've chosen to access this message. It's so encouraging to know that God is using the ministry of Portico Community Church to touch the hearts and lives of people all across the world. If you have a story to share or a prayer request, we would love to hear from you at info at porticocanada.ca. To support our ministry, you can donate online by clicking on the donate button at the top right of your screen. Once again, we're so glad that you've joined us. It's our prayer that this message from God's Word will deeply impact your life. All right, while the ushers are going around, may I say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Uh, we're continuing our contradiction series where we've been going through the book of James. Uh, so I want to start off this morning by asking a question, um, which is this. How would you define, how would you define believing versus trusting? How would you define believing versus trusting? So why don't you, in your tables, have that discussion? How would you define believing versus trusting? Go ahead. How would you define believing versus trusting? That was the question. <laughs> I trust I do have the answer, yes. <clears throat> all right, all right. Let's, uh, <clears throat> let's read a little scripture here. <clears throat> We're reading from James 2, 14 onward. It says... What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that faith or that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this. And they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can you see that faith without good deeds is useless? So what James is teaching us here is there is a big difference be between intellectually agreeing with someone or uh, intellectual faith or, or agreeing upon a teaching. You know, a lot of us here, we would believe uh, that the teachings of Jesus are good, but there's a big difference between that and actually living it out. You see, faith without action is actually an incomplete faith. It's like downloading an app on your, your phone. You agree to the terms and conditions, and then you never use that app ever. Anyone ever done that? I do it all the time. I'm like, oh, this is so going to help my life, and then I never use it, right? Whereas we see true faith or real faith is something that actually transforms our thoughts and our actions. It's complete. You don't just think about it, you do something about it. You don't just believe in something, but you trust enough to do something. And so we see that, and this is our first point if you're, if you're following along with us. Believing does not always equal trusting. Believing does not equal trusting. I love how uh, the Message Bible um, 
puts it in James uh, 2, 14 and 17. The message version says this. Do you think you'll get anywhere in this life if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Isn't it obvious that God talk with God acts is outrageous nonsense? In a way, it's almost like a, a, a husband, when asked by his wife to help clean the house, responds to her by saying, I love you, sweetie, thinking that that's what she wanted from him, but then doesn't clean the house. Do you think that that's going to get that man anywhere? Men, will that get you anywhere? We've got one thumbs up, <clears throat> one, my wife's not here, so I can raise my hand, Yeah. My wife is here. It wasn't me. I'm not agreeing with them. I am disagreeing with them. <laughs> Do you think it's going to get them anywhere? The answer is no, but technically yes. It means that they'll get a, a, a chance to sleep on the couch that night, right? It, it actually reminds me of a, a story of a, a good friend of mine who uh, I was living in Hamilton, and he, he offered to help me uh, move and uh, he was telling me, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to help you. Um, and he was a no-show. And another one of my friends spoke up, and he, he said, well, you know what? It's the thought that counts. And I looked at him, and I went, no, it's not the thought that counts. What are you talking about? Right? Like, at all. That makes no sense. Right? And it, it doesn't make sense at all. It's actually the thought and the action that counts. And in many ways, we separate belief and trust to mean two different things in life, which is, is actually very interesting because if you look at the original translation of the word uh, for believe in the New Testament, it's a word uh, called pistuo, which means to trust or have faith. So, for example, when we read in, in the Bible in Acts 16, when it says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, there was an understanding at that time that it's not just believing in Jesus that will save you, but also acting out that belief in your daily life. In fact, James here encourages us in chapter 1. He says, don't merely listen to the word of God. Don't, listen, don't just listen to the Bible. And, and, and deceive yourselves, but actually do what the Bible says. And so what that means is, consequently, we're, we're cheating ourselves if we think that faith without action is possible. So let's ask a real question. Can I call myself a Christian if there isn't a level of service in my life? If people can't see a level of servanthood in my life? Can I really call myself that? Because literally, that's what Jesus was all about. He was about serving others. He was about loving others, loving people, loving their neighbors, right? Even people who thought that, that they were their enemies, right? People who would think that I'm their enemy, right? Which I'm not. It's all about loving. And it's not just words, but it's showing in actions. I love, as we read the scripture here, what James was saying in, in verse 15. He says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about the physical needs 
what good is it? Here, James is illustrating a type of faith that, that is actually useless. It's useless. And yet, it would be so relevant to our day today. For example, how many times have you walked past someone in need and it was in your power to do something about it? Or maybe you saw a TV commercial of starving children in another part of the world and under your breath you said maybe something like, wow, that's so sad. I hope someone does something about it. Or another popular one would be, God, why don't you do something about this? Where are you? But doesn't God call each one of us to do something about it? Doesn't God keep call each one of us to help those in need? Isn't that what faith in action would look like? Isn't that what faith in action is? It actually reminds me of a, a popular story you might know about a man who was walking uh, along um, the beach, and in the distance, uh, he could see this, this boy in the distance, and this boy was grabbing all these starfish, and he was tossing them back into the ocean. And this was the season that all, all the tides would come up, and so all these starf starfish would be uh, stranded and unable to get back into the water. And there's thousands and thousands of them everywhere. And not just on that beach, but in different beaches as well. And the old man decides to teach the young, young boy a lesson. And he goes up and he says, do you really feel like you're making a difference? Like there's thousands and, and thousands of starfish and hundreds and hundreds of beaches in the area that all these starfish are dying. Do you think that you tossing them in is making a difference? And the boy looks down at the starfish at his feet. And then he looks at the man and he, he goes and he picks up that one starfish and he tosses it back into the ocean. And he said, it makes a difference to that one. And that's what our faith in action looks like. What do we do? What do you do with your beliefs? What you do with your beliefs, sorry, makes a difference. And it not only makes a difference to you, but to those around you. And, and let's not get confused here. Good deeds are not a substitute for faith, but actually a confirmation of our faith. Good deeds aren't a substitute for faith, but a confirmation of our faith. A true faith that uh, involves a commitment wholeheartedly to God, mind and body, not just believing in God, but trusting to do what he says by living it out daily. So in our groups, again, let's ask this question. Why is it so important to live out what you believe? Why is it so important to live out what you believe? Go ahead. Why is it so important to live out what you believe? My next question I'll ask myself is, why didn't I put this on PowerPoint? <laughs> That'll be the next one. Why is it so important to live out what you believe? Okay, there we go. All right. Let's wrap up. Yeah. Hey there. You want a high five too? 
I give free high fives. Yes, I do. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, oh, there you go. Awesome. So James 2.18 says this, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds, revealing to us that trusting is evident in how we live. Trusting is evident in how we live. It's evident in how we live. For example, let me ask a question here. You can join me if you want, okay? Let me ask a question. Parents, if I asked you if you thought your kids were capable of making wise decisions, what would you say? But has there ever been a circumstance at school, he's taking my job soon, it's all good. I'm more than okay with that. But when circumstances at school or work or with friends arise, how many of you would jump in and tell your kids what to do instead of allowing them to make the decision? Some of you are no longer responding to what I'm saying. Okay, yes. (coughs) Absolutely. And it's the same way with trusting in God. Trust is seen in what we do, not just in what we say. Trust is shown in what we do, not just in what we say. In fact, James, uh, sorry, Jesus in, in Matthew 7, he says that just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify a person by their actions. And the action that Jesus desires for each one of us is one of love. He told his disciples, others will know you are my followers by your love. People will know you are a Christian by your love, not just your intellect, not just your intellectual faith, but by your love, by your faith, by your actions. And why is this? It's because that's who Jesus is. He embodies love. In fact, we would read that he is love. And so trusting in God is evident in how we live because we try and live a life like he did, with love. And people notice that because it can be so countercultural. And at times it can even seem counterintuitive. But that's who Jesus was. So let me ask this question to you today What are you producing? What are you producing? What would your friends, your coworkers, your family, your spouse say about you? What kind of life are you reflecting? One which trusts in God and lives it out publicly? Or maybe something else? Faith without the results to show for it is no faith at all. It's like a person who goes to the gym saying they're a bodybuilder, and yet there's no build to their body, right? Um, It's the type of faith God calls us to which doesn't allow for complacency. Um, It doesn't allow it to just be information-based, but it's a lifestyle in relationship of undivided loyalty with God. So how do you live out a faith that trusts? How could we, at our church, live out 
a faith that trusts? How could we live out a faith that trusts in our workplace, in our homes, with our families, our spouses? How can we live out a faith that trusts even with people who make life difficult for us? How can we live that out? Well, I think it, it starts by being defined by God's word, by the, the Bible, not obsessing over the opinions of others, not, not worrying about what others think of us, but rather allowing God's word to shape us into who he wants us to be, for him to show us who we truly are and how we should live, how we should love each other. But it means we actually have to do what it says, right? We, we talked about that passage already in James 1. Don't merely just listen, but actually do what it says. And a lot of what it says in Scripture and in Jesus' teaching would be to care for those around us, to work for equality among all, and even at times to be countercultural. Be who God created you to be, no one else. Be who God created you to be, no one else. Don't let a per uh, person's character define you, but instead allow God to renew you, to refresh you, to shape you in who he's called you to be. Because each one of us, I hope you know that, each one of us here, we are not without a purpose. You have a purpose here. You have a purpose on this earth. You have a purpose. The, the reason you are who you are, why you're here, what, everything about you, God created with purpose in mind and reason in mind. I love what James 1 says in, in verse 27. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. You know, religion a lot of the times gets a bad rep for being legalistic or hypocritical. But look at this type of religion or this type of faith that God accepts Imagine we could live this out on a daily basis, even in the small things. James 2.26 says, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. We need to understand that good works are, a are as necessary to faith as breath is to the body. We can't live without it. Actions are what makes our faith come alive. So let's ask this question. What are some opportunities you can put what you believe into practice? Okay, in, in your tables. What are some opportunities you can put what you believe into practice? Okay, so go ahead and ask that question. And in one minute, I will repeat myself just in case you forgot. What are some opportunities you can put what you believe into practice? Okay? And give some good examples. Don't just say, at work. <laughs> All right. One of, my, 
One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite hymns was written by a man in 1917 uh, by the name of Frederick Martin Lehman. And it's called The Love of God. The Love of God. And in the song, he writes this. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. Could we with ink the ocean fill and where the skies of parchment made? Wherever stock and where every stock on earth a quill and, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. What he's saying here is the love of God is so immense, so big that if we filled the entire ocean with ink, and each one of us here started writing down God's love we would drain the ocean dry. We could never fully express through our beliefs or our trust the love of God and what he has for each and every one of us. It's impossible. But I can try. I can try. By living out what I believe. We never could express fully the love of God. But we can try. We can try living it out by showing what we believe, showing not just our belief, but our trust in him, by acting out what we believe, faith with actions. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you so much for bringing everyone here today. Lord, I thank you that um, even right now, Lord, the, the world is spinning, there's, there's things going on, and you are holding everything in place. We're alive, we have breath because of you. Lord, any righteousness that, that we would have in our lives is, is a mere reflection of your faithfulness. And so, Lord, I pray that uh, today and, and uh, going on to this week coming up, Lord, that we would show not just our faith, but our actions. Lord, that we would live the type of life that reflects who you are. God, help us to live out that faith, to act out what we believe, what you say we are, and who you call us to be every day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.